Hello everybody, welcome back to Welcome back to season five of Joe Miro. Um we <laughs> we have tried we're trying out a new um a new recording service and this one has um visuals with it. So Robert is currently um waving at everyone and um showing them their his kitchen. Um yeah. So for those of you who can't see it, which if you would like to see this, um, you could check it out on YouTube eventually and you can get this cool little video of Robert just having a good time. He's showing you some things in the back. I'm not really sure what those are. Um, spices, maybe? Uh, yeah, 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 the spices. Um, so he's he's showing up. He's pointing to, He's pointing there. Oh, he, yeah. He's pointing at the spices still. Um, Joey, maybe maybe in, in, introduce the episode. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I got I got distracted by the new feature, <laughs> which you can check it out on YouTube if you would like. Um, yeah, this is a uh, season five, Maybe. episode fifty-eight. <laughs> uh, welcome everyone. With me as all, uh, this is me, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me with me as uh, every seven months. Yeah, this it's... is it has clearly been a very long time since we've recorded. Um, but Joe Miro has been um, revived. I guess we're back. We're, we're back, back. The, again. We're back from the dead, baby. Close enough to Halloween time to call it a resurrection. We're here. We're gonna have a good time. <laughs> um, it's not Joe Miro unless we talk about Halloween in the first <laughs> yeah, few minutes. For real? Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, we haven't we haven't put out an episode in like four months. So just just in case anybody forgot, we are the Halloween podcast. Um, I'm Joe. Um, introduce yourself. Who? You me i'm michael okay. um we don't know you people anything and that's why we've not uploaded that's fucking right though no, no, we don't no, have a patreon though <laughs> Stop. Stop. i mean yeah we can if you're on patreon you can watch me eating blueberries yeah because i'm the blueberry boy today please do not promise that i don't know how to upload the video with this new we're on riverside now we were on zencast he's blueberry bob so we're, we we thought the best way to uh, get back into Joe Miro was to make everything as hard on ourselves as possible. Yep. It's the best way to go about it. Because if you start hard, then everything else just feels easy. That's, that's <laughs> <a good> point, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> Robert didn't introduce himself, I don't think. I said, I'm the blueberry boy. Yeah, he's Blueberry Bob. Oh, that's yeah. right. He did say I'm the Blueberry Boy. My yeah. bad. <laughs> I guess that didn't register as an actual intro. It's for yeah. Joe me, no Joe me, Blueberry Boy. That's right. Changing the name, <laughs> filling in for Robert today. Joe me, boob. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's me, everyone's favorite Twitch streamer. Um. <laughs> Out here doing the Lord's work. Um, so what are you stream what are you streaming on Twitch nowadays, uh, Blueberry Bob? Uh, live births. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, how are how are the views coming in? Oh Looking man, it, it, the the views are great, <clears throat> but the lawsuits are not. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I have been banned from. Pinius County Hospital. Um, I've been banned from Marion County Hospital, St. Vincent's Ascension. 
IUPUI, network, hospitals, uh, the list goes on. There's like 50 more, but uh, great content. A lot of good births out there. You know, honestly, their loss. <laughs> their loss. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, Joey, what, what's going on? Uh, we are back with another episode to kick off the season, and we're going to talk about some movies that we all and some of us have watched. Because, how are you guys doing? Oh, I forgot about that part. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Well, that's great. I'm glad yeah, you're fine. Oh, no, hey, Joe, you, you want to elaborate <laughs> in any way? I just finished up the first full week of school, or the first week. The first week was a full week. I'm tired. Did you learn anything? Uh, yeah, I learned a lot. Yeah. Like what, Joey? <laughs> uh, I have like I don't know, fifty new friends. So I'm I'm spending a lot of time remembering their names. I'm trying to learn that. That's a lot of friends for one week of school. Uh, yeah. How did you make those friends? Uh, just by being the cool teacher. Oh no. You're a teacher? Wait, I'm a teacher. <laughs> no way. Uh yeah, welcome to season five. Um I do a little teaching on the side. <laughs> this this is my main job. Teaching is the side gig. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just tired a lot recently. That's fair. A lot of work being a teacher. Yeah, you know it. No, I don't. How are you? You don't. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, you'd understand, right? No, actually. How are you guys? Well, uh, yeah, uh, thank you, Trevor, for that silence. Um, oh, yeah, for, for, <laughs> we forgot about our sponsor. Yeah. Trevor's also in school, but he's not a teacher. Uh, here's a tattoo for people who are watching this on Patreon. It is not on the what? camera. There, there we go. There it oh. is. There, there we, we go. go. Uh, what a great pose. Um, <laughs> Looks like you're smelling like, your yeah. armpit. Very natural. <laughs> Delectable. Robert got a tattoo. I got a tattoo in Ireland. Um, nice. I went to Ireland, nice. not just for the tattoo. Oh, I thought you um, flew out there specifically to get a tattoo and then came right back. You know, some people probably do that because it is like half the price for tattoos. Oh, for real? Yeah, like it is crazy cheap. Um, uh, I guess that's where I got to go to get my video game sleeve. There you go. Joey. Joey, if I hear your phone buzz again, I'm going to put you down, I swear to God. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, you better prepare yourself, because you're going to hear it buzz. This podcast is sponsored by Violence. <laughs> With Joey's phone. Just Michael. I, I'm not violent. <laughs> uh, let's see. Big life updates. I, Etta and I broke up. It's okay. Amicable. Still friends. Um... We have moved different ways in life, and that's all I'll say about that. Um, I'm still living in Indianapolis. I am doing work for lawyers. I am learning about the law, such nice. as recently, as recent as one month ago, throwing darts are now legal in the great state of Indiana. So Wait, 
They were yeah, not darts illegal. Were they illegal. were not legal. Throwing stars were illegal in Indiana up until last month. Oh, throwing, oh, throwing stars. stars. Yeah, throwing stars. Did I say darts? I meant stars. You did, you did say darts. Yes. So, so, if, so if you go to a place like the throwing <laughs> axes place where you can also throw other stuff, you were not able to throw throwing stars. Correct, but mm. it's good. But now, but now it is. Excellent segue, Joey, because oh, thanks. the people who lobbied for this <laughs> were the axe-throwing companies. Mm, those are good Those are good oh. people. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I imagine it's just free money for them. Like, you spend the money to get the throwing stars, and then then you just charge people to use them, and you, like, I mean, what's the upkeep yep, on that? I mean, just sharpening them, you that's know? it. Yeah. Quite literally. <laughs> um, so I, am, I I understand why they'd push for yes, that. Yes, but it is now any person in Indiana can have a throwing star. So. And? Yeah. I'm just saying <laughs> there are people in this state that I do not want to have throwing stars in their hands. Because have you seen how small those things can get? They, yes. they can get like, you know, yes. like quarter size. To be fair, they're also kind of hard to throw, so not just anyone can precisely be dangerous with a throwing knife, I feel like. Or a throwing This is star. true. This is true. Yeah, the, in terms of uh, weapons people can have, I think throwing stars might be at the bottom of my list in terms of concern. Well, it's at the top of mine. <laughs> oh. Consistently afraid. It, it's the top? <laughs> yeah, like I see someone reach in their pocket, I'm immediately darting for the bushes. Like not because you're assuming it's a throwing absolutely. star. Yeah, Why not a throwing star? I have to be safe. When the laws change, things happen immediately. Like people out here, I, I've seen twenty people with throwing stars already, and they're out That's here getting, getting ice cream, and uh, one guy just like yells, and another guy grunts, and I just see him like bending over his stomach, blood dripping everywhere, and I'm like, Jesus. Oh. That sounds terrible, not going to lie. Cop goes by and he's like, welcome to Indiana. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, damn. Anyways. Do they just have, do they, do they just have like throwing stars and like holsters on their side? Yeah, the cops here, they got right on the trend. Like they have three different throwing stars. They have one that goes in their back. Uh, the, the Marion County Police Department has decided to remove all sort of projectile weapons aside from throwing stars from their arsenal. So... No guns, no pepper spray. They can have a baton still, but batons and throwing stars, that's it. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, crime has gone down, but deaths have risen, like, exponentially. <laughs> crime has gone down because everyone's yeah, dying. Yeah, like, slash wounds are, like, the number one thing you see in the hospitals here. Well, hot darn. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's like, you know what this needs? A made-up phrase. <laughs> all right, thanks for exploring that bit with me. Um, Wait, it was all a bit? It's not real? No, no, that's, that actually happened. Oh, okay, but, okay. But we, we dragged it out quite a bit. That was fun. Um, I started grad school. That's another big life update. Robert is also in school. Are you a teacher, too? I am in school. In school? I, not a teacher. Oh. I would like to be a teacher, but my university does not offer teaching assistants, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, I was like, I feel like every university has a teaching assistant hmm. program of sorts. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But, um, 
Any other updates? That's it. That's everything that's going on in my life. I've literally done nothing else. I mean, those are some big life updates. Yeah, nice. No, it's like that, you that's like a casual school? week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> did you just start in grad school? And, Getting a and, divorce. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A divorce yeah, in grad school. Yeah, it's, it's like a Tuesday. And Joey made fifty friends. Yep. <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm fine. I hate cool. it when you guys do that. Uh, <laughs> <Just> fucking <laughs> tell me what's going on. You guys know yeah, how I'm doing. I don't want to talk true. about it. I, I've my my life has just been a tornado, but um, it's all good. Rollins and I are still planning on getting married here in December. Um, and that is all that matters. I started doing uh, videos for the Escapist, and that takes up all my time now. Hell yeah. Um. So let's uh, let's focus on the positives because those are great. I'll probably put a link to one of them in the <clears throat> description for this, so the everybody our our entire wave of audience or fans can go click on it and get that video to a million views in one hour. Dang. Second, this let's goes live. Go. Pump up those views. Um, Hit like and subscribe. Uh, stuff like that. But yeah, I think uh, we're. Uh, uh, we can just, uh, talk. Yeah? What do we want to talk about? Um... Uh, yeah, you go. No, no, you got it, Robert. <laughs> no, 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 I was gonna make a dumb joke. You go. You No, dumb joke work. away. I am not talking until you say your dumb joke. No, no. It's too, it's too late. I I'm shy. <laughs> He's bashful, yeah, Joey. Do it. You're supposed to be I'm a teacher. I'm the only one with my video on. I'm, I'm so sensitive right now. Oh! <laughs> Joey just turned his video on like he's Michael Myers. <laughs> he turned it on and it's just his silhouette. You can't see any features at all. It was terrifying. I'm sitting I'm sitting in a dark room cuz it's been really rainy today so it's really cloudy out and I'm just sitting in my recording room which is dark. It's funny because there's like a caveat on the top left of Joey's video that says actual recording is higher quality. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> how much higher is darkness going to get? Oh, I, turned, I turned up my brightness. I think we're fine now. Ooh. Hey, there we go. I can, I can see Joey. Hmm. <laughs> well, Joey, you were going to say something. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm waiting for Robert to tell his joke. Let me go back to muting myself. Oh, <laughs> uh, Fine. <clears throat> um thank you trevor i really appreciate your contributions oh my God. uh i was literally just gonna say we could talk about my hair because i've been playing with it that's the whole joke are you satisfied it was dumb yeah good I going joey was dumb hey uh, yeah robert let's talk about your hair okay robert, has robert a lot does of hair. have a lot of hair he's not always he's not always had a lot no. of hair but he has a lot he's of hair how long is your hair Pretty long. Nice. Whenever. How yeah, how does gonna, it feel? How long are you gonna keep it long? Uh, I'm probably gonna keep it long, probably for the, at least until this afternoon. Nice. Well, um, if you ever decide to not keep it long, uh, what are you gonna do with your hair whenever you shorten it? I'll probably burn it. Oh, uh, okay. Take it and put it in a pile and 
sacrifice it to some some cult. Hmm. I don't know. Are, are, are you into uh, I don't know donations? I would love to donate. Would my you hair. donate your hair? Absolutely. Um, That's nice. I probably won't cut it for a very long time, though. I do need to get it cut to like fix these uh, these little ends. ends. Yeah, split ends, I guess is what they're called. I'm still learning all the hair terminology. Um, Would you wake up with that hair? No, I bought this hair. Um, oh, nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to the store and I got some. I said, I need long hair. They said, I got you. Just follow me. We spent about three hours with some glue. Ooh. And here we go. Cool. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> All right, Joey. Right, let's Joey. jump into it, I guess. Hell yeah. Um, Y'all want to talk about Barbie? So let's talk, let's talk, let's let's talk about Barbie about. then. What do you guys want to talk about? How do you feel we've about all, the movie? We, we've all seen Barbie. I plan on seeing it again in IMAX. Uh, when it re-releases here soon. Let's go. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think where to start. Um, I think it's fantastic. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Um, I, uh, I, I know we're really late to the party on this one. Um, like a dated Joe Miro let it be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's kind of how I felt because we talked about recording a, a Barbenheimer, episode a few weeks back. And the more time went on, the less I cared that it, the more time was going on. <laughs> We're just going to talk about Barbie because when has Jomiro ever been on time? <laughs> um, first of all, if you haven't seen Barbie, go see Barbie. Um, second of all, um, the movie made me cry the second time I saw it. Um, really, you know, I just... Uh, just um, kind of hits every note for me. I think makes me laugh, makes me sad, makes me happy, makes me mad. <laughs> what did you guys think? <clears throat> they're pointing at each other. I'm glad they're, you know, <laughs> letting everyone at home know. Um, I liked it. Thought it was a fun movie. Dude, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm the violence is coming back. I'm gonna kick your ass. You can't just. Can we just promote positivity and peace, please? I'm gonna kick your ass with kindness. Thank you. <laughs> what did you think of the movie, Joey? I watched it with my eyeballs, and it was not a horrible experience. Yeah, yeah I thought it was a fun movie. Um, Margot Robbie and uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, it was Gosling. Uh, they did a good job. I thought it was fun. I laughed a lot. Any favorite moments? No. Wait, they were wearing cowboy outfits at one point. <laughs> <laughs> Thir- I was waiting thoroughly, for that. <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed when they came out as cowboys. Uh, Have... Sorry, sorry. Uh, I've been meaning to tell Joey this for like a week. Um, have you guys seen Blue Beetle? No. No. Um, do you care if I spoil something Go minor? Go for it. Uh, depends. Um, on a scale from one to ten, how Joey, high is the hype level on it? It is. It that also depends. Does it depend on me? Um, I think yes, I already know it, what you're it, well, it, So it's unrelated to. Yeah, I don't think you do. It is unrelated to DC Comics. All right, fine. I don't know what you're gonna say. 
Um, I'm assuming the thing you thought I was going to say is the Green Lantern reference in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Joey's shaking his head yes. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I cannot um, not verbally communicate a... on, our, on our audio-only podcast. Dude, this is my favorite. <laughs> as soon as the cameras went on, I was like, oh, I, I well, like, here we I go. I like this place better than Zencaster. <laughs> I do, too. Well, you know, it's funny, because Zencaster allows video, <laughs> but, like, I just couldn't find a way to just do an audio only recording on Riverside. Did I already say that we're on a different platform? Yes, yes you did. Like in, did, in the yes. recording. Okay. Um but uh yeah, uh the the movie starts and there's uh, a green light that like knocks uh, an important object off off of its course and the directors were like, "Oh, that's a green lantern." And it's like, "Okay, cool, whatever. It's a green light and you can't really tell what it is." Um First of all, Blue Beetle, really great movie. You guys should Good. go see I it. Heard a lot, I heard um, a lot of people didn't like it. Or that it was like doing bad in no. the box office or something like that. Oh, yeah, no. No one is going to see it at all, but it is fantastic. Joey, you move that phone away. <laughs> <laughs> Just silence it. <laughs> that thumbs up. It. I'm working on Dude, it. Dude, going out of his way for nonverbal communication. It takes Swipe up, press. Uh, Kristen's parents are coming over soon, so Mac will probably lose his mind. Ah. Mac's still alive? That's a uh, nice his update. His birthday's in two days, at the time of recording this. I have Mac's birthday on my phone for some reason. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <It's>... boy. <laughs> I was very considerate. Literally, I got a weak notification a few days ago, and I was like, Mac, who's Mac? And I was like, oh my god, <laughs> the dog! I, I do. I often forget about him as well. Oh, hi, hey, Mac. Mac. We can obviously see Mac yeah, in the video. Koa's sleeping with um, Kristen. Because if they were together, then they would just make a lot of noise. Um, or Blue Beetle. Yeah, I hope I'm... Yeah, I'm, I hope I'm not spoiling anything too crazy for you, Joey, but I, I do think you should make the time to watch the movie when it comes out to HBO Max in probably a week because no one's going to go see it in theaters. <laughs> yeah, I just saw um, Flashes on HBO Max now, so I plan on watching that. I also started Twisted Metal last night. Oh, what'd you think? Uh, I'm like 20 minutes into it. Um, I liked it. I actually left uh, like four times in the first 20 minutes, so honestly, impressive. Shoot. Yeah. Rollins and I are watching um, uh, Only Murders in the Building and uh season three and um also what's this show called on amazon prime uh summer i turned pretty mm. um only murders uh like two episodes in is really great so far uh, a better start than the last two seasons and i really like the last two seasons and um uh, Summer I Turned Pretty is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's 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 decent. Uh, right before we started recording, Kristen and I finished up watching the Dungeons and Dragons movie. That was our first time watching it. She liked oh. it. Oh, wow! Nice. Good. Did she did she fall asleep? No, she stayed awake for the entire thing. I almost fell asleep multiple That's times. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's a dude. D and D movie, a really yeah. good movie. Before we started, it she was like. Do people who don't play D and D like this movie? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I cannot believe that movie is as good as it is. That was surprising. Um, <clears throat> big year for D and D. Big year for D and D. Yeah, truly. Yeah. It's some some someone tweeted something out like they were they were like. 
can you imagine if like your first Dungeons and Dragons experience is the movie and then Baldur's Gate and then you go try to play actual Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> like how thrown for a loop you're gonna be fireball because <laughs> there's probably a, <laughs> there's probably a lot of people who are going to be very confused if they try to get into the game because yep. of these two properties um <clears throat> Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mac. Oh, can I mark a clip? Hold on. Mark. <laughs> it worked. What? I think it worked. Twenty-four, twenty-seven. Twenty-four, twenty-seven. You gotta go. Remember to shut Mac up. Hold yeah, he's on. still losing his mind. No, keep keep him I in. Hear that. Keep on. it in. Uh. Well, no, well, it's going to be loud. I don't want to hurt anyone's ears. I do. Uh, let's see. Okay. I'm just writing that down in my notes. Um, uh, yeah, Blue Beetle for the 18th time. So, um, the uh, Blue Beetle, uh, the kid, he is um, in his room. You see his room a number of times. And um, you can see, because obviously DC movies... Um, produced uh, by uh, uh, Warner Brothers, um, distributed by Warner Brothers. Um, there is a, a Mortal Kombat movie poster on his wall. Ooh. Joey looked at the <laughs> camera, um, which is fine. You know, like fun references to Mortal for, Kombat. Warner Brothers does that in every movie. No, it was the movie. It was the Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, the new one. Yeah, oh, there, yes, there yes, yes, sorry. I, I there was something those, I saw films. recently that... Oh, it was... I think it was... I don't know. There was something I saw recently that was um, <laughs> an MK2 arcade machine that was in the background of a show. It was Barbie. Was it Barbie? <laughs> All right, well, there, that's what I was thinking of then. <laughs> They're linked. Man. Yeah. Um, way to go, Mortal Kombat, for being represented in a lot of stuff. It's such a good, such a good well, thing. Well, I mean, it's, it's Warner Bros. like being over all of them but it's just like i don't know why they're so obsessed with specifically promoting mortal kombat <laughs> like they were like you know what barbie needs a mortal kombat cabinet like <laughs> it's got to be in there just um, waiting to one of the combat but, uh, pack characters is barbie <laughs> <laughs> it'll be ryan gosling yeah. it'll be ken um but uh yeah he's got this mortal kombat movie poster um and then later on in the movie um, he uses uh, a blue beetle ability to um, whip someone from far away, and he says, "Get over here." Um, That's nice. Which is, which was actually a, a cool moment because it was like, oh, he's a fan of the the movie, so he's like, like in universe, like quoting the movie or or the games or whatever. It's not just like a reference that doesn't make any sense. Um, like I, I just thought it was cute. He's like a I, teenager, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say or he's like adult. college yeah. age. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't believe Blue Beetle was in Injustice 1, but I believe he was in Justice 2, which one of the DLC fighters in that game was Raiden and Sub-Zero, I believe. So Ooh, yeah, he, you're right. He actually <laughs> has um, uh, tie-ins to the Mortal Kombat universe. Yes. yes, he does. Yes, Blue Beetle was definitely in Injustice 2. Anyway... Um, shoot, we don't even need to talk about Barbie. We're talking about so much other stuff. We just keep talking, you know? That's what Jomir was all about. Just us talking and people listening, and I hope, I hope they like it. If they don't, that's okay, too. Yeah, I hope they like the sound of 
I hope they like the sound of Max Claus ripping up the porch. <laughs> I know you don't like it either, Joey. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, that was Mac? I thought Joey was doing some Foley work. <laughs> Joey's muted, but he's, he's doing, he's shaking his hands. <laughs> um, uh, Robert, what did you think of Barbie? What did I think of Barbie? So I did the Barbenheimer uh, double go. feature. A bunch of people were dressed up as Barbie. A bunch of people were dressed up as Oppenheimer. <laughs> <laughs> what does dressing up like Oppenheimer look like? Cause, Just know, the seen, hat. Just I've the seen, hat. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people show up dressed over the top to go to Barbie. Um, and that's just like sparkly and pink. So yes. Oppenheimer is just that. So there was a group. <laughs> there was this really big group that was in front of us. And all of the guys were dressed up like Ken. They had these really like neon, like bright neon, pink, yellow, blue colors for everything. Glasses, bleach blonde wigs. Uh, they went all out. And then all of the girls in the group were just like quite literally wearing normal clothes plus the Oppenheimer hat. And every time they took a group picture, all of the girls stood straight and looked sad. <laughs> just like just like straight face. They like one of them was like, "No, no, no, do do the do the face." And then they all just literally all the Kens are like trying to flex or like you know, act act like Ken. And then everyone who's dressed up like Oppenheimer was just like stoic. Just, just straight up. There's so many people dressed up for Barbie. It was a packed theater. It's one of the first times that I've had like a packed theater experience in a very long time. And the first theater experience outside of Star Wars where I've seen people dress up for it. Um, Oppenheimer was a smaller theater. We went to this local cinema called Can Can. And we'll get to Oppenheimer thoughts later. But I started with Oppenheimer, finished with Barbie. I think that's the correct order now that I've seen Barbie three times. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so you hate I have it. seen Barbie in a small theater. I've seen it at a huge, huge drive-in theater. And I've seen it in a regular theater. So... And I will watch it again. Uh, I will watch it again sometime. I don't know where, but holy shit. Fantastic. So fucking good. Like, just like you said earlier, second time I watched I, I cried a little bit the first time. Second time, liked it even more, cried even more. And then after that, I was supposed to go see Oppenheimer with my friend Corey, who hasn't seen it. And we were going to watch it in IMAX here in Indy because there's one of like the special theaters and whatnot. But completely sold out, no way to watch it. So we pivoted and we were like, well, let's just go see Barbie because he hadn't seen Barbie either. And I liked it even more. <laughs> There's so much in that film. It just keeps giving. Like you can, oh. And the thing is, I'm not even a woman. Like I, I, I can't imagine. Like I, I, I don't know, as a guy, I think there's so much to take away from it. Such good messaging. Um, 
I, I hope that women like it because it seems like it's targeted towards them and it like including a very powerful and positive message. Um, so yeah. Oh my God. Just so much fun, dude. So much fun. And the music for it. Mm. Mm. I've been listening to the soundtrack mm. on its own in my car, especially whenever there's this one song that's happening whenever she, Barbie, is being chased through the cubicles and whatnot. That song gets yes. me fucking hyped up. I talked to Rollins about that song specifically today. I think it's underappreciated. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. <clears throat> There's just so much good stuff um, about just like being a human, like being a good human. Well, yes. It just, yeah, like... It, it, we we all want to be seen. We all want to be heard. We all want to feel. And I, I think that's, it, I think it's so refreshing because there's so much narrative about, I mean, I think we've all seen probably a thousand clips of guys like Andrew Tate, et cetera, uh, saying terrible things about women. And it, Maybe you don't get it because you're not a top yeah, G. Yeah, I'm not an alpha. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a sigma either. Damn. <laughs> you're a bite of male. A male. Fuck. <laughs> no. Uh, just I, I think that this I think this is a, a persuasive film for I, I think for guys who. Let me, I, I, this thought isn't completely formulated, but I've been using this film, honestly, to test other guys. Uh, and maybe maybe that's not fair because they don't know they're being tested, but it's it's kind <laughs> of like my litmus test. I ask people how they feel about Barbie. If they like it, I'm like, okay, I, I can trust you because you see other people as human. <laughs> like, But I have talked to some guys who are like, oh, I, don't, I don't like it. And I'm like, well, why... Why not? It's, I think it's like, because there's so much stuff that you can enjoy, even if you're not a woman, that it, it just kind of leads me to believe like these are people who have already formulated thoughts about the female experience. And I, I don't, I just immediately don't trust them. <laughs> No, I under I know exactly what you mean. Like I just I you you get the impression that the people who the like the guys who are walking in to that movie and walking out like feeling like it's an attack on them are maybe uh pretty insecure. Yes. Um and and those insecurities uh harm other people. Absolutely. You know. Um I don't think Barbie is perfect, but I feel like its messaging is, uh, yeah, like the the like the under the surface stuff. I think is pretty handled pretty well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I really want everybody to go see it. I just I I worry that a lot of people see the Barbie movie and think, oh, that movie's for kids or like only only uh, girls will enjoy it. Um, but it is just so that is so not the case it is it is for everyone 
Yeah, um, honestly, if Kristen didn't want to go see it, there was like no no intent. I had no intention to go see it. If she wasn't like, I want to see this movie, then I probably wouldn't have watched it until like you guys said it was good or something. Um. Yeah, and I mean that's that's not like that's nothing on you. Like for the record, like that that could be like a marketing thing. Like but I see and a also movie about like Barbie and that doesn't appeal to me. Right. Like, on, I, I understand that. Level, I mean, that's what I mean. And like and like Robert was saying, like this movie isn't necessarily marketed toward white straight <laughs> males like us. <laughs> so, like I I I understand that. Um, but I'm I'm glad you did go see it. and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um. I just felt like better equipped to be a a good person like after I saw that movie and I feel like if a movie leaves me feeling that way then um that's uh one of the like highest highest some of the highest praise I can give a movie. I feel like it affected me in real life and the person I want to be. Like that's pretty good stuff. Joey, you know what affects me in real life, Joey? <laughs> Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, what affects you in real life, Michael? Negatively. <laughs> That'd be your phone. <laughs> Why can't you just turn the, the vibration? Not an option, is it? You, you don't think it's an turn option? Off vibration? Yes, sir. Yeah. It just put it. Okay, it's the do not disturb. But that doesn't work when your phone's open, does it? It should. That was only when your phone was locked. All right, do not disturb us on. That's... <sighs> I think when it comes to Barbie, like, I think you're so right about people who walked out of that film feeling uncomfortable that is a sense of insecurity and so much of the stuff that is portraying men is showing i think in a, in a really goofy and lighthearted way how silly the narrative of masculinity is in our country like this idea that you have to be these like huge macho guy and like the stuff that is all directed towards a male-dominated culture is just so over-the-top and just ridiculous. And I think it plays so well by just showing, like, the whole dance sequence at the end just fucking killed me. So <laughs> funny. Like, what if two guys, instead of beating each other up, had a dance-off? And it, it just, like... <laughs> <laughs> and then the the whole thing they they come to some sort of reconciliation where they're like you know we're we're just two guys we're just two guys being dudes two kens being ken and oh my gosh uh, like people are allowed to be silly and goofy and like whatever they want and we try too hard we try way too hard to be something we can't be. And I think that that's what it, it, like the female experience, that whole rant that the mom character, I can't remember her name, unfortunately, that she gives, I, so all, 
all of the the people at my at my job are women. I'm the only guy there, and so I really wanted to get their perspective on Barbie, and every single one of them could relate with that with just that whole monologue. Mm-hmm. Like the CEO, she she like added on to it, and she talked about just. I mean, she she's a woman CEO. She is running. A, an association that is designated towards lawyers, which is a heavily male-dominated workforce. Like, it's like 70-30 for lawyers, uh, mostly men. And, I mean, we all know the, the stereotypes about lawyers. Um, and, to be honest, a lot of them are very true. And so she's telling me about her experience and some of the expectations some of these guys have had. And I've seen it as well. Like, I've had a lawyer he wanted to give a presentation and he's going up to the, some of the ladies that I work with and he's literally asking them to mother him. And it's just women put up with so much shit. (laughs) I, I, I just, I don't know this, this, I think in my, my previous relationships, women have shared some of their experiences, but they have been very gentle with like, I, because we just don't see that. Because people just don't treat us like shit. Like Ken walking down the street, yeah. and he's like, "People respect me." Yeah, I mean, people do literally move out of the way when I'm walking places, and I, you know, I guess I've been, I've been trying to be more aware. Um, this is this is just a stream of consciousness now, but, ugh. This film made me think a lot, made me feel a lot. I'm really thankful for it. I wish there were more films like this. Simple thoughts. There we go. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And, like, I want to reiterate that, like, this... I, I think a lot of this stuff in this movie is for people like us, but a lot of it's not at the same time. Um, and uh, I just... I, I just... I, I want people to go in with an open mind. Um, don't, just, yeah, just, just go in with an open mind. There's just a lot you can take away from the movie. Um, but also on like a lighter note, um, a lot of people in, and he completely deserves it. A lot of people give a lot of praise to Ryan Gosling, um, about his performance in the movie. And he, it's, he's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, and every time the the two times I've seen it, like, I'm amazed at how much I forgot, like, like little moments, like this, like, jock-like laugh he does early on in the movie. I don't even remember what he says, but he has this laugh that's like, <laughs> and it's, it's so good. It's so funny. And, and it made me laugh out loud the second time. And then all the stuff with, like, the, the, the guitar playing and singing, like, oh my god. It's, but, but also, um, I wish... Margot Robbie got more mm-hmm. praise. Um, I think she's just fantastic, yeah. and I and every time I see the movie, I'm reminded how talented she is. Um, I just, I just wish I saw more people talking about. It. I don't know why they're not like the scene where she's like really breaking down toward the end. Like I don't know, she she goes through a lot of emotions in this movie, and she conveys them all really well. Um. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think that's just part of the whole cultural issue. I mean, this is a film 
where Margot Robbie is undeniably talented. I mean, if anyone doesn't believe me, go watch I, Tonya, and you will change your mind. Mm-hmm. And she's so fucking talented, and she is the main character, and yet people are giving most of the praise to Ryan Gosling. And it's like, at what point does she get praised for being exceptional? And it is, it's that, it's that contradictory view of like, great, but not too great. And yeah, I think you're right. Like it, she deserves more credit because whenever she was announced as being the character Barbie, I think everyone, myself included, like had this feeling, Oh, that makes sense. Like she, she's going to knock this like out of the park. And then when I was thinking of like Ken, I was like, Oh, okay. He's going to be Ken. I was like, I like Ryan Gosling. Like, He's a, the big guy. <laughs> but yeah, then oh, just fucking good. So fucking good. But I guess also it could um, just be like guys can relate more with Ryan Gosling. Just like, I mean, he commits to the role. And so maybe it's kind of like just that level of like vulnerability of just being so committed to being goofy and, uh, mm-hmm. flexible in your masculinity and holy shit whenever he's like sublime i oh my fucking God. died every single time because <laughs> you know he's gonna say something but you don't know what he's gonna i get i i was i, I heard that like he, they did a bunch of different takes of him saying a bunch of different things when he walked back <laughs> there and they went with sublime as the the take they used in the movie that's awesome um uh i'm gonna uh actually ask Rollins if she wants to yeah give her on the absolutely movie because she yeah I've been on. filling in for her for too long dude she's ready maybe don't do that sorry Rollins was gone but she's here now I'm here to give my thoughts on the greatest movie hell yeah time. please as as, as a woman representing all women you represent all of their perspectives right now please enlighten us that's a really big um weight on my shoulders but i'll do my <laughs> <Just> best <kidding. laughs> um no barbie's my favorite movie of all Hell time yeah. i walked out of that movie and i looked at michael and i was like no this is my new favorite movie don't care about tangled anymore Whoa. that's why i care about tangled but i'm just kidding it's in my top like three it just is um i think As a woman who played with Barbie from a young age, who collects Barbie ornaments every year at Christmas still, like, this was my dream. It just was. Like, Margot Robbie, perfect Barbie. Ryan Gosling, perfect Ken. Like, the part where they're like, America Ferreira's character, like, well, I never had a Ken. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's why Margot Robbie's Barbie doesn't care about Ken. because her human never had a ken and it's just like greta gerwig is just so smart she's so smart and i oh man i cried the first time i watched it and i'm ready to go see it a third time i need it i need it now um i'm trying to think it's just so well done to where there are people that are like oh they're making fun of men and it's like no this is just what it would be like if men had to deal with what women do 
like when Margot Robbie sees like Barbie sees the billboard and she's like, oh, it's the Supreme Court and it's like an ad for Miss Universe. It's just like, yeah, yeah, that would be the dream. Um, and her, and then I texted Michael this because I was listening in the other room. My favorite line is when uh, the daughter calls Barbie a fascist <laughs> and she's like, I don't control the railways or the stream of, or whatever she does. I'm like, yes, thank you. Um, I just think they could have done a bad job and they didn't. I think that Barbie was done so well that if they make a second one, I'm going to be upset. Like genuinely, I don't want them to make a second one. I think that that would be a crime against this movie and a crime against how good it is. Um, I think if they make a second one, it's just not going to be good and there's no point. I think it won't land the same. And I think that Greta Gerwig said everything she needed to in this movie. If you listen closely enough, like it is hard being a woman. It is hard being a woman in today's society. And we just need to learn to respect others and not treat them like crap and not put them in a box. Those are my main thoughts. That was just me. Rambling. Oh, yeah. We're here for it, dude. I'm not Rambert, but you can be. <laughs> um, Michael and I bought the Barbie album on vinyl today, and I'm just Ken slaps <laughs> slaps on vinyl. Highly recommend. Um, I would listen to that song without watching the movie probably ten times over. Um, everyone go be Barbie for Halloween. I think that's where my thoughts start and stop. Hell yeah. Um, for the for the third year in a row, we're hosting another Halloween party. Um, you should show up as Barbie. This 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 goes I want to be Barbie so bad. Party is Barbie. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna say Joey's address right now. Um, it's beep 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 beep. Oh no, okay, she said her address. No. Oh no, he's oh, done. Again. No. I've got to I've got to move across country um. again. <laughs> Michael's making coffee. He'll Wait, but Robert offered him coffee before, and Robert, Michael didn't say he wanted any. What the hell, dude? Mm. I literally offered you the grounds. <sighs> well, he's using an espresso, which is just a glorious experience. It smells very good. I'm sorry, you know, Robert. Oh, I was thinking about what you said, Rollins. This movie made me feel like... Mm -hmm. When you talked about like not putting someone in a box, that... Because it really was like there were so many different expressions of people mm -hmm. that because I think uh, I'm having such a hard time expressing this thought, but it's like like you look at Margot Robbie and you're like, oh, this is a beautiful woman. And I mean, they even call it out in yeah. the movie where it's like she's like, I feel like ugly. And they're like note to director margot robbie's not the right person to make this point but like it, you feel that way as a woman and it makes sense mm. like you know there are people that are conventionally pretty conventionally gorgeous and they're like they have days where they feel ugly too so it's like it's very reaffirming to hear somebody i know it's not margot robbie saying it but somebody like barbie who looks like that being like i don't feel good about myself and it's like recognizing that like there are people that you see on the streets who look like they've got it all together and they're probably having a bad yeah. day and you would never know. 
and just not putting them into that box because like in the beginning barbie's just kind of here for vibes and then she just starts questioning everything and it's she ends up being like this smart like emotionally intelligent person mm -hmm. and you're like oh like barbie gets it absolutely and i liked at the beginning where like you have the little girls who were playing with dolls and it's it's such a good point though i know that like it's like it's just such like a it's so funny but like it's such a good point that for a long time until barbie came and this is like really what happened girls like young girls had dolls and they played mom and that is what they did that is all they did but when you get barbie and you have a barbie you can be whatever the hell you want to be like i had lifeguard barbie and you bet my happy ass is a little four-year-old dressed up as a lifeguard <laughs> for career day at preschool because i was like barbie can be a lifeguard i can be a lifeguard i don't know why that was my chosen career yeah, but it was yeah, good being um, lifeguard is cool like you had exactly you had like barbie fashion designer like you barbie really just shows and i know like you you look at barbie and like yeah barbie looks unrealistic when you see like a physical barbie but like you could make her do whatever you wanted and be whoever you want you could make weird barbie i had a weird barbie if you say you didn't you're a liar we all had weird barbie you had to experiment with cutting yeah. the hair i i did i accidentally i put it in a straightener one time and it melted and i was like okay not doing that again um but like you just it helps you realize that like it, people just think it's just some like surface level thing but it's not it's you're teaching girls that they can be whatever they want to be and that just doesn't get said enough i feel like nowadays absolutely rant bird off oh yeah drop the mic drop it michael come 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 join wait before you coffee. head out which do you remember which uh barbies you had as a as a child actually yes so i keep because i've liked so much barbie content tiktoks keep popping up on my timeline saying like it's like some girl and i it's i it's always hers and she's like showing off her like vintage barbie collection and it's like i showed it to michael the other night and i was like i had this barbie and this one i didn't have that one but i wanted this one i had this one um i still have a tub of them at my house my mom uses them for her teaching like lessons i don't know why but yeah i still have them all i still use them all or my mom still uses them i used every single barbie i never kept them in the box that's ridiculous um of course i have margot robbie barbie in a box right now but i'm gonna take her out um and my i still so my dad always will buy each of us like an ornament series like for every christmas or whatever so i have 27 years worth of barbie Whoa. ornaments for a yeah <laughs> some of the years i got double barbie ornaments because they came out with barbie ballerina so I have Barbie ballerina and then Christmas Barbie, but I have like 27 years worth of it. So that's incredible. I got a lot. Yeah. Highly recommend. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll go Love back Barbie. in time and start doing that. Yeah. Honestly, great. This is beside point. Great thing to do for your kids. My sister collects like there's like a fairy ornament series. My brother does. I want to say it's this like it's these like frosty friend things and it, they like have the year and they have a little like animal on top. They're really cute. And then I collect the Barbie ones. So it's kind of fun because I just have a giant box of Barbie ornaments. And one day I'm going to get a pink tree and put them all on there. That day is not this year, but maybe next year. Hell yeah. Live your dream. And with that, I, I want to live my dream.
it's it's my it's my Barbie dream house, and Michael has a um uh what is it a Mojo Dojo Casa House Corner. That's <laughs> it. It's my dream house. Your Mojo Dojo Casa House Corner. What are you talking about? The, my life. You live in my dream house. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Great at doing stuff. Sorry, guys. I got an itch on my head. I'm so sorry. I mean, literally, Joey and I might be the only ones who see it, so no, it's really all okay. the people, the thousands of people on Patreon can see it. All, all the people. I'm so sorry, everyone. Um, Joey, do you want to add anything? Because I, I'd like to at least briefly talk about Oppenheimer, and I know you've not seen that movie yet. Um, Oppenheimer looks really interesting. Um, that's my only thoughts on Oppenheimer. It it looks interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was probably good. Uh, those are my thoughts. Feel free to spend this time enlightening me. Worst take ever. <laughs> Movie looks interesting. Go to jail. <laughs> I'm the I'm the voice of the casual movie watcher on this podcast. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> there there are millions and millions and millions of casual movie watchers. And together we so will unite. It's a very important yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very important perspective to offer. Honestly, this is like that um, that meme of the, like the guy. It's like quote-unquote real fan and he's just like that's it's me i'm just like talking and whatnot and then there's joey over there giga chad <laughs> and he's a casual enjoyer yep i'm just here to give non uh deep thoughts on things or on movies barbie was Movie, funny movies and, and other forms of entertainment um not my not my biggest interest so i'm just here to give um surface level thoughts but if you would like to hear my deep level thoughts, maybe the Patreon can help you out. <laughs> Who knows? I love that he's implying he's been holding back. Who knows? There's only uh, only one way to find out. On to you, Michael. Did you get you give us money <laughs> for a podcast that we never contribute to? Um. So, uh, spoilers for the Second World War. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> the face Joey just made uh, Robert and I have talked about this quite a bit um, I just feel like I'm living in crazy town yeah <laughs> um, I thought Oppenheimer was a good movie um, maybe even really good but also I it is not my favorite thing in the world I feel like it's got a lot of like technical problems like foundational issues um, that I just do not jive with. Um, and I keep like, I just, I like another thing I saw recently was Christopher. It was like Christopher Nolan feels like Oppenheimer is three different movies put together. <laughs> and it's like, okay, but that makes the pacing like such a disaster yeah. for me. Um, I have seen three hour movies that do not feel like three hour movies. And this is a three hour movie that feels like a three and a half yes. hour movie. Um, so I guess just to like introduce us all here to this, I, yeah, 
I liked Oppenheimer. There's a lot to love about the movie, um, but also I think it is insanely overrated. Only the people on Patreon can see me shaking my head in agreement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Joey, what did you think about Oppenheimer? <laughs> um, I thought Oppenheimer was... It was definitely a movie. Um, it was probably good, but there was like some parts that weren't that good. Um, but there were some parts that were like, Poof. now yeah, you see oh, what I did there? I see, yeah, I see what you did there. Wow. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's making he's making the mind blowing motion over and over again, even though no one no one will see ever it. see this. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but the the movie had. The movie had its uh, it had its ups, it had its downs, but I think there are there are a little bit more um downs than ups. <laughs> I want you to do this for every movie we talk about. You unironically just gave us more thoughts about a movie you haven't seen than you did for Barbie. Yeah, because I can't charge people on the Patreon for a movie I haven't seen, so I so I'm allowed to give more here. Incredible. Yeah. That makes perfect mm -hmm. sense to me. Um, yeah. Uh, so Robert, solid movie. I, 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 <laughs> um, uh, I want to hear Robert talk about um, the overrated Oh, You movie. caught me just in time. I was about to take a bite of this apple. Um, mm. Thank God it wasn't That's poisoned. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope you're not near Oppenheimer. <laughs> Oh my god! You see how he almost killed the professor, but then he decided not to at the last second, showing his inner morality. <laughs> Isn't that so complex and intricately designed? God, Christopher Nolan is such a genius. <laughs> I was I was talking to Caleb about this, and I'm gonna I, I am absolutely gonna badmouth him without him here to defend himself. <laughs> but I was like, "What do you think that that apple scene is like supposed to represent? Like, what is it supposed to be in the grand context of the movie?" And in the least charitable way possible, um, what he said to me was, "I don't know. I thought he was just being a wacky, crazy guy." <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so did in I mean spoilers. So did uh, Oppenheimer almost kill a guy with the poison apples? What I'm getting at here, and that's just that's just a wacky, crazy guy move. He is a student at a college. The, so the movie starts off. He's being interviewed, and they're talking about his time in I think Britain, and. He has this professor who is a little bit of a dick. And Oppenheimer, he's like, oh, I, I am smart. And he's like, uh, oh, there's a, a kid in the class who put an apple on his desk. What if I put poison at it and I killed the professor because I'm upset? And then he has this dream. Bad, bad, bad. It's raining. Oh, my God. He has feelings. The next day, I think there's like plenty. There's like 20 minutes of scenes in between it. It goes back, and the professor is talking to another professor, some other guy who is smarter and cooler. And the guy is like, you should come to where I work. And then he's like, ah, yes, 
uh, oh, no, you have Apple in hand? I take Apple and I throw in trash, and no one comments on it. What the fuck? Dude, like, if, if I'm talking with someone, if I have a sandwich or a hot dog, and someone comes up to me and takes my hot dog and throws in the trash, I'll be pissed. I think I'd find The way it. that these people I, react. Yeah, I, I would be I, like, I, bro. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't. Like, what the fuck? But no, What's wrong with but you? But nobody says or does anything? No, they just look at them at, at him and they're like, "Ah, oh, gosh, isn't Oppenheimer smart?" Like, <laughs> what? Wacky, crazy dude. <laughs> Wacky, crazy dude. Oh my gosh, this film, I. Ah, uh, you want the rant? Let's go, bro. Christopher Nolan sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm not on that page, no, but okay. I feel like I think he sucks now. I don't think he sucked before, but he. I think he he's gotten into this weird rhythm where characters meet other characters so conveniently, and then they just talk and they talk and they talk, and it puts me to shame. I talk a lot. I talk so much. I love talking. <laughs> but these people, holy shit. I think if, if Christopher Nolan and I were in the same room, he'd, he would beat me. Because it's, it's like, these people are just talking. And the whole time, I'm like, what the fuck are we going on about here, dude? Like, okay, you've explained the whole plot of the movie. Now, what is the rest of this? Because half of the time... If there is a woman on screen, Christopher Nolan is like, that person is fuckable. And let me show you why. Because this character is only going to say <laughs> mean things to them, and then they're going to flirt back. It's, it's so annoying. It's like, people don't flirt like this. If someone came up to me and they were like, hey, shitbag, I wouldn't be like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like fuck, fuck off. People don't talk like this. Like, people have slang, and they talk casually, and you don't approach strangers. People don't do that shit. Like, you're at a party, you meet someone, it's awkward. Like, or you have someone introduce you, and it's like, you, you, you find something in common, and good people, nice people, are nice to each other. <laughs> like... Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want to interject for just a second. I feel like that's a problem with his movies yes. in general, but also it's not in, it's not, I mean, it, it, so I guess not a problem. It's something common in all of his movies, but in some it's a problem in others. It's not like, it's okay that the Batman movie has people not speaking like humans because it's about the Batman and like super villains. Like it's totally okay for it to feel like ridiculous and overdramatic mm -hmm because it's not real life but like when i'm watching uh, a, a biopic like oppenheimer like it is so distracting yes. it is so distracting to have so many people speaking like robots and aliens like had a baby like it's it it's so unnatural absolutely absolutely i think you hit the nail on the head because it's a real person and all of his other films are supposedly realistic-esque characters except for like the you know the batman but like all the other ones they are the hero in a sense and this one is just like man <sighs> he's trying i don't think go ahead 
Sorry, I was just going to say, I don't think Interstellar has that problem. For Interstellar? Oh, well, that's my laundry cue. Sorry, I know. Oh, I know. I know. I'm a hypocrite. I am a dirty <laughs> hypocrite. <laughs> See, this is why I feel confident about talking shit on Christopher Nolan, because I rant all the time. Like, I, I have experience here. <laughs> like, but when I'm around other people... Like people that I don't, that I've never met before, these are brief conversations. And if it's someone that I've hit it off with, or like maybe on the few times that I have met partners not through apps, those have been like very brief, very casual. We have something in common and we're excited about it. These characters are not excited about what they're talking about. They are like, Oh, did you do this? Oh, no, but oh, no, ba, ba, ba. oh, so you think you're good at that? And they're like, <laughs> but you don't even know what that is because you said it incorrectly. See how smart I am? And it's like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I hate these characters are like, it reminds me of Nicolas Cage's character in National Treasure when he's like, oh, that accent, it sounds like Northern Philadelphia. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> no one that. actually okay I, I i i i've been on bumble bff trying to make new friends and i did meet someone like that so i take that back there was this one person who randomly out of nowhere she she remarked on this very specific dog breed and then the person was like that's not my dog <laughs> i was like bro <laughs> Stop! We all need to stop. <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like this character who he is the father of the atomic bomb. He doesn't need to be like a a witty superhero one-liner, like <laughs> bro. Like something that I feel like is objectively a sore spot in that movie, and it's a quick one, but it's also like sort of like a canary in the coal mine of like wait a second maybe this guy's a little too big for his britches like christopher nolan i mean um what in the world is with the scene later in the movie i don't remember exactly the line so i'm gonna kind of mold it to recreate the situation but they're like only one man voted against you sir and he's like who and then it's like slow pause john F. <laughs> yeah <Kennedy>. bro it's <laughs> like we're setting up the Congressional Cinematic Universe. <laughs> like, you cannot... I just don't know how someone walks into that movie and walks out like, it's perfect. <laughs> like, there, there are a handful of moments like that where I'm just like, dude, how are you going to treat this whole film with so much sincerity and then, like... Talk about John F. Kennedy like he's Nick Fury. <laughs> For real. Bro, it was like someone opened a history book and discovered JFK and they're like, no one's heard of this. <laughs> like, like <laughs> it's like some guy. It, you know what? Oh my God. It's like the fucking CEO in Barbie who's never told no. That's exactly what happened here. It was some guy yeah. read about JFK. He, for some reason, never heard about JFK in his whole life. <laughs> and he told his intern, and his intern was like, oh, my God, wow, JFK, that's so cool. And he's like, we have to put this in. People need to know about this. <laughs> it's like, bro. 
and then fucking Albert Einstein walking up. <laughs> uh, ah, yes. <laughs> Uh, I was standing uh, here. <laughs> what? I knew you'd be there, Albert. And I knew I'd be here, too. Oh, my God. And dude, it's like... Uh, it is three movies. It is, it is three movies. I think, Or at least two. And, But I don't want three movies. I want, I want yeah. one movie. I want a man who is so depressed... That he made this bomb because that is the real man. Like he, I don't want a hero arc. I don't want a congressional hearing that oh he's the first guy to not get appointed to a cabinet position since 1926. I don't give two shits about that guy. I don't care that they had a rivalry. I'll be honest. I don't even care about Albert Einstein. I want to see a guy who made a bomb and. <laughs> feels conflicted about it i want to see a guy who lives in the gray who is trying to see things in black and white like we all do but knows that this is a morally gray area and that this will change the world and live with the consequences of that and see what happens after the bomb is dropped the only moment that really got me like that really got me is whenever he's talking to president truman and he's like i feel I don't remember what words he said. Oh, I feel like there's blood on my hands. And then President Truman is like, you feel like there's blood on your hands? You're just the guy who built the bomb. I'm the guy who dropped it. And it's like, and it, just, it puts so much, it, it, like the perspective of the political stuff and Oppenheimer's journey, this mental journey and the gymnastics that he's had to do to get to a point to feel comfortable making this bomb. And then some other guy who is the, like the actual person who will be blamed for this really doesn't feel anything about it. That's such a good comparison. The president who is supposed to be someone who has complex emotions and uh, like supposedly, you know, we always see presidents uh, ha expressing emotion about something, certain things and we get really excited. But here's this guy who's like kind of un unsympathetic that he killed Hundreds of thousands of people. And then Oppenheimer, scientist, who we typically see as black and white. Like, we see scientists as, like, they look at the numbers. They're the numbers guy. In every movie, they're like, stop, uh, speak English to me. Give it to me in English. <laughs> but then there's a, it's a scientist who has all of these feelings and conflict. That's a good comparison. They need to lean into that. It's a biopic. Show me the fucking biography. I want to see the guy. I want to see his feelings. I want to know what's going on inside that head. I want to know exactly what he's going through. And I want to see the consequences. I want people to know what happened. The bomb drops. We don't see any of that. And it's not like I need blood or gore. That's not what I'm looking for. I just want to see the bomb go down. And there is all of this destruction. And you have a before. And you have an after. And the audience knows... Like, if you really want to hit home, the whole time it's telling people, that, like, physically telling people through words, like, the bomb is bad, the bomb is bad, the bomb is bad, the bomb is bad, the bomb is bad. Oh, the bomb could do some good. The bomb is okay. The bomb's okay. The bomb's okay. The bomb's good. The bomb's good. The bomb's good. And then it drops. And it's like, oh, we're, we're making more bombs. We just kind of skipped over it. It's like, show the consequences. 
Because we live in the atomic age, but our generation does not understand that. We have never seen an atomic bomb blow up in our lifetime. Our grandparents are the only people that ever experienced that. And our parents grew up with the Soviet Union, with the Cold War, and the threat of nuclear holocaust at all times. Our generation, born right after the Soviet Union fell. We don't think about nukes. We think about maybe North Korea trying to develop nukes because that was like a thing that was in the news for a long time. But we do not think about that. But this is the deadliest thing. This is like the deadliest threat to our existence. And it's like Nola just totally forgot about that. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> like he kind of, he gets close whenever Oppenheimer's giving that speech and you can hear the screams and he's stepping in bodies, and there's like the, the the pounding feet, and I thought that was like a that was a cool cinematic mo- moment, but uh, I I want to see films commit, like it, it just feels like stuff like this. It, it kind of feels like he's just doing familiar stuff, stuff that feels like home, like rather than getting out of his comfort zone and exploring something different. It just, I don't know. It, I, I was not impressed by the film. Like I left very underwhelmed and so excited that Barbie followed it up because holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> that would have just, it, it, I, everyone was like telling me, oh, this is going to be so depressing, dude. We're going to be so depressed when we leave this film. And I was like, that was a movie. Like, <laughs> I'm, I, <laughs> I'm not really that sad like because the film tries to wrap it up with like a a happy ending for Oppenheimer and it's like what a sad sad excuse for trying to wrap things in a bow it's like semi semi revenge arc that's thrown into here it, it just feels like he, Christopher Nolan watched what he made and he was like oh man this is too sad and he's like, we need to make it a little bit happier at the end. <laughs> and it's like, everyone else is like, I don't really think it was that bad. Like, dude, like, that's the whole point. It's like Oppenheimer's depressed. Like, there's that viral video on YouTube where he's like, I am become death. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, okay, I'm done. I'm done. No, you're fine. I mean, that, this is what I wanted. This is exactly what I wanted. <laughs> um, I mean, you 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 hit it pretty well i just i i'm just constantly bab i want to see it again i want to see it again have you seen it a second time i have not i do want to go see it a second time and and look at it exclusively through a critical lens are you saying like sorry i know you're muting because you're eating um are you saying uh like the first time you watched it I mean, maybe, maybe this is a more general question. When you go to movies, do you just try to just sit and enjoy it as a movie and just, like, turn off the, like, critical part Absolutely. of yourself? Film school definitely ruined movies. It is so hard to just sit and enjoy. But I've learned that that's not something I need to try and turn off because that's part of a good experience is if a movie can make me forget to analyze. Like, if I am just enjoying... It's like whenever you have so much fun with a friend and you're like, oh, wow, the two hours went by so quick. Whereas if you're taking a test for two hours, the whole time you're like, God damn it, I, I hate this. Like, mm-hmm. this is so stressful. Same with movies. 
like Barbie, I watched that and I, I was like, man, oh, man, I'm so sad that we, we had to leave. Like, this is so much fun. <laughs> but Oppenheimer, there were parts where I was like engulfed and then there were other parts where I actually was like looking around at other people because I was like, are we all, I wonder if they're feeling what I'm feeling right now. Like, yeah. I just, this isn't, not as good as the hype. But then the second time, I tried to only watch it. When I watched Barbie the second time, I watched it exclusively through a critical lens. I was like, I am going to laugh because I know there are certain bits that just kill me. But I am going to try and, like, look. I tried to look in the background to see if there were things I missed. I tried to, like, look at how characters reacted. Or, like, maybe there were jokes that I missed because the audience was, like, laughing through something. But there was more to the joke. Um, and, but again, I ended up at the end of that film, I was like, oh my God, I was supposed to analyze this thing. I forgot. Like, I just totally forgot. (laughs) So then the third time I tried again to analyze. I was like, all right, Corey's here to enjoy this film. He has never seen it before. I'm going to exclusively try and critically think this whole film halfway through forgot again, dude, like just. I was having fun because the lady right next to me, she's like 60 or 70, somewhere in that range. She was dying, dying. And the, oh, no, like actually having a heart attack. And so <laughs> <laughs> Joey, Joey is doing like different emotions and in hand gestures through everything we're talking about, just so everyone knows. And it's, distracting in the best way Dude. <laughs> Dude, it was right so now. it was so Sorry, much fun ahead, like i cory cory is a laugher he laughs at a lot of stuff but the lady next to me just a complete stranger and i think she went there on her own she didn't seem to be like she like almost tapped me like she like almost slapped me with like whatever i can't remember <laughs> what line it was uh it was something ken said and she like literally was like oh and I was like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> and I and that just brought me right back into the experience. I was like, we're all here to have fun. Like uh, yes. I wanna I, I think Oppenheimer is something I could critically watch because it really just is not that engaging to me. You don't think people are gonna be next to you laughing and slapping <laughs> you when when good old Oppie says the I am become yeah. death. <laughs> Line. It's like, oh, he said the line. He said, oh my god. It's like Captain America grabbing Thor's hammer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what it felt like, dude. It felt like someone was trying to plug a Marvel formula into a, a real life story in certain parts, and I was like, stop, <laughs> like, <laughs> stop committing violence, <laughs> like. This is uh, also another thing. I just keep thinking of things that really just irk me about the movie. Because, like, again, I want to be clear. The performances are incredible. Everybody knocks it out of the park. I can't think... I don't think I can think of a single performance that isn't standout. Um, it, uh, the, the scene, the actual scene where the bomb drops, I think, from beginning to end, I really love that scene. I love the scene Robert mentioned earlier where the, the, he's talking to the people in the bleachers um, and the handling of all of that, I think, is spectacular um, and really powerful. And um, uh, it really brings some emotions out of me. But, like, also, I feel like I can't pay attention to a single part 
of the movie because everyone is from an Avengers <laughs> movie or or like the biggest TV show in the world or Drake yeah. and Josh. And I absolutely <laughs> I I just don't know how I'm expected to immerse myself in this experience when Killian Murphy is the only one who looks like he's belongs in that film. Absolutely. I think you're spot on with that. It was it seemed like quite literally someone taking a Marvel movie and they're like, you recognize this character. You recognize this character. They're in the same film. So you like it. You like it. Like, I really think the only casting decisions that were appropriate to me were Killian Murphy, who is who deserves an Oscar for, for that performance. Absolutely. Um, Gary Oldman. Um, and... Um, uh, maybe Matt Damon, maybe everyone else is just distracting. Yeah. It's so distracting. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I want to rewatch it, but I just, it's also hard to just be like, I'm going to go spend three hours seeing this movie that really disappointed me. Absolutely. <laughs> if know? it was like an hour and a half, like, I think they could have cut that whole confirmation hearing thing. It, yeah. that's like 40 minutes of just complete it just feels so off it feels out of place and you're so right like okay so talk about the good things here Killian Murphy amazing amazing he he always blows it out out of the park with his performances this one specifically I, I definitely felt like this man studied this character and because he, he also acted like his body acted in different ways and they definitely, he lost weight for the role, I think, which mm-hmm. I, I hate that. That's the thing that, that they do in Hollywood. Cause I really don't think anyone should have to gain or lose weight to do something. But, um, man, yeah, he, he looked like a conflicted man and that's exactly what this is. It's a man full of conflict and Matt Damon. Absolutely. I think this is, <laughs> I think Matt Damon has a lot of roles kind of similar to this in a way. Or it's like sort of <laughs> asshole-ish guy, sort of in charge, uh, but there's like a sort of a, a, a nicer side to him. Uh, it's a you get to look into that. The coloring, the cinematography, the effects, and shot on film, all impressive. Well done, good job. I, I feel like the soundtrack is sometimes a little too present mm. for me, but I also love it. Like it, it is, it is persistent through the entire movie. Like it feels like there is always music playing. Um, but I feel like it worked far more than it didn't for me. Just another thing I wanted to Absolutely. shout out. Who I'm trying to look up who that was by Ludwig Goranson. No thoughts. Like, <laughs> like it, it, <laughs> I, I want to say he did uh, Tenet as well. I've not seen mm-hmm. Tenet. Um, but, uh, like, even though that movie really disappointed me, like, I find myself, like, wanting to get that soundtrack, like, on vinyl or something. Because um, it was, it was, it elevated the film. Um, I don't freaking know, man. You're right, he did Tenet. He also did Turning Red. Black Panther, Wakanda, Forever, mm. Trolls World Tour, 
<laughs> Music focused movie. Creed two, Venom. Oh, the original oh. Black Panther. Um, I'm feeling a lot of things from these names you're giving me. <laughs> uh, oh, he did Marley and Me. Oh. Oh, yeah, wow. I, I could feel the dog in this film. Dude, Joey. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't have anything else to add. I, I really, I hope people listen to this far in this episode and uh, leave us. I don't know how to, if you can, no. Yeah, voice notes should still work because it's going to be go, going through Spotify and Anchor just like normal. So, yep, Joey's shrugging. He has no idea either. <laughs> um, so I hope people give us thoughts on what they thought of Oppenheimer because it's it's made a lot of money. Uh, thanks in no small part to Barbie, I imagine, or Barbenheimer rather. Um, so uh, yeah, if you've uh, if you've seen it and you loved the movie, or if you hated the movie, just let us know what you think. I want to know. I want to hear people's thoughts on it. Convince me. Convince me. I'm wrong. Prove me wrong. You can. You're not going to convince me. You can damn well try. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oppenheimer is like a three out of five. Like it just straight up is. It is. It is. It's it's not bad, but it's not great. (laughs) I just, I think the thing that pains, that gives me the most pain is people being like, this is Christopher Nolan's masterpiece. It is so clearly not. And I, I, like, Christopher Nolan, you know, for all of Inception's faults, gave us Inception, which is such an incredible movie and trend-setting mm-hmm. movie. Like, I feel like Inception was one of the first movies, and this is besides the point, really, but, like, one of the first movies where, like, the trailers felt like like when Inception came out and its trailers came out, I feel like every trailer feels like an Inception yep. trailer. Um, The score, the just the idea of the dream within a dream, like, all of that stuff. Like, and that's not even, I, I don't think, his best movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it's far and away better than Oppenheimer. Like, I don't know. I, I hate to be a Christopher Nolan hater because I know the dude cares <laughs> about film. And, like, it's, it's, it, it's, he so clearly put a lot of love and care into Oppenheimer. And there's so many, another moment I think is um kind of strange, but I think it works really well. Um, this is actually a spoiler. Um, so if you want to, Joey's okay, close your eyes, covering his eyes. <laughs> um, he's plugging his ears with his headphones in. <laughs> um, the scene, uh, so uh, Oppenheimer falls in love with uh, Florence Pugh's character and finds out later in the movie that she um died. Um, and there are a lot of flashes. Um, it, it seems he's trying to tell us like these flashes we're seeing are in Oppenheimer's mind. And it's mostly flashes of what seems to be Florence Pugh's character. I forget her name. Uh, taking her own life. And there is a one second sh- clip in those flashes where it looks like a person with a glove on is drowning her. Um, and apparently in, in, it, in the moment, I was like, whoa like it felt like it introduced this like question in my mind of like what is happening was she killed or was she not and i go and read up on it later and it turns out that there are theories that she was Mm. killed like in real life and he was trying to present that same 
uh or at least it feels like to me that same uh those same questions for viewers even if you don't know anything about it i felt like in that moment he got he was able to convey the message he wanted to convey for me um it just felt like it worked really well is i guess is what i'm trying to say and i feel like getting that information across is not something it's not easy to do um in a in a natural way um I probably sound really like convoluted, but like it's just like there's a lot of great stuff in the movie, is what I'm trying to say. And it's so clear he cares, but like I just, yeah, I, I yeah. <laughs> three hours. Yeah, I think you're you're spot on, dude. Whenever he decides to show rather than tell, he does a great job. But I yes, yeah, absolutely. I think he relies too much on his dialogue, or I don't know what it is. If it's like he's like, oh, the audience is going to lose me or they're not going to understand. I think you have to trust the audience. The audience is smarter than you think. Because these people in Hollywood, they have such a skewed perspective that uh, it comes across. Uh, People are smart. Like people can figure shit out. Or it, it makes for great conversation because I didn't notice that. And you you pointing that out makes me interested in seeing the film again. And it's like oh, the Yeah, I didn't scene. I didn't see that at all. And it's like that's the whole fucking point of having these creative moments. <laughs> it, it that's the whole point of a film. To show stuff. If I want to listen to something, I'll listen to a podcast. Or I'll listen to a song. Or I can, if I am so desperate, I'll listen to the radio. Like, this is the guy who made Memento. This is the guy who did the Batman trilogy. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? He did the Prestige. <laughs> Interstellar, yeah. Dunkirk. And it's like, dude, Tenet, bad. Oppenheimer, mid. Oh, no. It, the thing is, Tenet and this film, same struggle too much words and too much like okay guy here talk to this guy here and that guy connects to this guy over here now those two guys are talking about the same thing and they're talking about this person over here and the whole time they're talking about this and the whole time they're talking about the plot of the film and oh you didn't catch that okay 20 minutes later we're gonna say this exact same thing but we're gonna say it a little bit slower and then the character's gonna be like but what if we did like this and then the audience is gonna be like bro bro it makes so much sense now because you said it five times. I didn't I didn't catch it the first four times, but now that you've said it again, I almost understand. It, that is Robert Downey. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, for real. <laughs> no way, bro. That's what it, it feels like he's making films for like fraternity bros now. Like 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 guys who are stoned or slightly buzzed on the couch with pizza in their lap watching a film but not really watching it that's what it, it feels like he's turning into like the casual like put it in the background sort of i don't i don't want that i want a movie that's engaging sucks me in and it's like oh you missed that watch it again bitch like <laughs> <laughs> He should just make more. I, I, I feel like Interstellar really is his favorite movie, or my favorite movie of his. Um, and it might just be because there's just less people. To yeah. work with <laughs> there's like five. <laughs> yeah. 
like he gets to make it as complicated as he wants to, but he doesn't get to work with uh, a thousand characters that we don't yeah. need to know. Like, why is Rami Malek in that? <laughs> Dude, <movie? laughs> fucking is it Josh Peck or whatever? Yes, just to press a button. <laughs> yes, so he can look there and and make us all think about Megan. <laughs> like. <laughs> I'm just disappointed because like I really like when those movies came out Barbie and Oppenheimer uh, it's not not that I was like expecting Barbie to be bad or anything I just like I, I had not seen a Greta Gerwig movie I I knew whoa. she was Nova just oh Barbie. whoa does that mean, mean something what? oh she never barked I have no idea what she thinks she sees <laughs> um we have a litter of kittens um, outside in our Whoa. backyard. Um, yeah, we're we're trying to get them taken care of mm. somewhere, but Joey is spelling something. I don't know what he's spelling. I missed the first half. C. C. U. U. T. T. Oh, cute, cute. Yeah. Uh, e. oh. <laughs> Was that a lowercase e there at the end? <laughs> Mm, yes. These two and three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. But like, I just, I, I felt like going into Oppenheimer. The trailers for that just really sold me on the movie, and everything I had read sold me on the movie. And I was just going into those movies thinking, I am going to have a better time with Oppenheimer than Barbie, and it was the complete opposite it, it, not even the opposite i liked oppenheimer so much less than i ever thought i would like like it at a minimum barbie or something like yeah christopher nolan mid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sorry uh sorry chris uh <laughs> chris. not sure not sure what's going on maybe Maybe there's something going on in your life. Um, I don't know you. You'll never know me, so I'm allowed to criticize you like this. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and what I say does not affect your career in any way, shape, or form. So it, make better movies. If he has a problem with being bad, he can voice his opinion on the Joe Miro podcast. <laughs> we, will, we will gladly have him on for a segment of an episode if you would like. Dude, our viewer numbers would stay the exact same because we're already very exactly. popular. Yeah. popular. A good point. The same million mm -hmm. people would tune in. <laughs> Be better, Chris. Um, yeah, Chris. <laughs> I'd like to see Christopher Nolan make a silent film. Yes! Yes! 1,000%. Two characters, silent film, nothing else. It's just it's just the parts of the of like silent movies where it's just the dialogue <laughs> on the screen the whole time. I would watch that. I would. I was so. He, that's what he needs. He he is an auteur. Like he he definitely takes on everything in the film, and he definitely likes to be creative. Like that's what I love about. It. He likes to be super creative. That would be. I think. I think he would really enjoy that. Like it's a, it's a fun challenge, and holy shit, that's Oscar worthy. Like that that is something unique that pushes the boundary and he already is popular enough like to to get people in the theaters if if he's really trying to do something creative and unique and get people to think it's got to do something different 
Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> um, I hate to do this because Joey's not gotten to talk too much, but I might have to go here soon because I told Caleb we'd go on a, a oh, walk no, in the no. woods. Well, be safe. Um, All right, be safe walking in the woods. I will be safe. I'm not taking Nova, so we should be okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, four four twenty was our cutoff-ish my... time, anyways. Oh, wow. that's true. You yeah. did say you did say mm -hmm. like four twenty at the latest. That's perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, next time we're going to uh, if there is a next time. Just kidding. Next time we're gonna do an activity that Joey has planned, or I might reach back out to our old RA oh. John. And see if he wants to do uh, quizzes like I asked nice. him to do. Um, he should have been on this episode. Ago. <laughs> he should have been huh? on this episode. He should have been. Um, but you know what? Uh, we don't plan when we record. <laughs> it is spontaneous as spontaneous gets. Um, all right, Joey, you want to send us off? Unless you have anything to add about Oppenheimer and Barbie, the two movies you, you love to talk about? Um, both movies had their good points. Both movies had their okay points. Um, some had their bad points. Um, overall, um, go find out for yourself. I can't tell you how to feel about a movie. Um, and then let us know. Anyways, we've been Joe Miro. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of Season 5. Guys, can you believe we made it five seasons without getting canceled yet? Woo! 58 episodes is actually a lot. 57 episodes is a lot. 58 mm -hmm. yeah. is a lot. Five seasons over like two years, maybe three. I don't know. We're we're somehow still here. We're here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I uh, hope you all enjoyed listening to this. I hope you all had fun. If you didn't, um, better luck next time. See ya. <laughs> Just can't.